Welcome back to the program. Welcome back to Radio Row, where uh, it seems like, Van, for the last three days, we've only laughed. We've only made fun of fashion. Uh-huh. We've only uh, <laughs> made fun of, uh, of Formula One and Live Golf. But now we get to talk about the actual big game, the Super Bowl, Ooh. and we're going to do it with a guy that knows more about it than, well, anyone I've ever met in person. That's Mike Lombardi. Mike, welcome to the Thank show. You. Thank you very Brother. much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Last time we talked to you, you had a new book out. I said, before the show started, I said, or before the segment started, I said, Mike, how's the book doing? And you go, you know what, Fred? If you look at the numbers, the numbers will drive you crazy. Yeah. And that's coming from a guy who lives in a number sport, Mike. Well, I, you know, I um – you know, I think when you talk to enough writers, that they kind of educated me on the process. I'm a football guy, and I've never really been a writer before until my first book, Great Iron Genius, and then the second one. And Rick Rubin kind of keeps saying, you know, you write the book. Good and reference. Then, and then you let it go out there. Yeah. I think he has – I have a sign on my desk from Rubin. It says, you know, we are more in service to the work than the audience. Okay. And so <laughs> I think that's really kind of the mindset you have to have. It's, if you love the work, and I do – then whoever accepts it and doesn't, you know, it moves forward. It, I, I, I tried my best. That's all that matters, right? How, how did your sessions in Rick Rubin's incubator go? He, like, make you do yoga I, and ayahuasca? I'm telling you <laughs> what, the guy's fascinating, man. Yeah. I, I read his book, The Creative Act. I listened to a lot of his podcasts. I mean, he's a deep thinker. I mean, think about it. He's at NYU as a student, and he's running, you know, he's doing hip-hop out of his own dorm room. I mean, he's setting out and created his own label. So – you know, when, you know, I started out as a football guy, but I was fortunate that Walsh kind of forced me to think about leadership, think, think as the job outside of a gym teacher with a whistle, right? Yeah. And so that led me down a path, and, I, and, I ben, and I've benefited for him. And this game, to me, should be a game we honor the greatness of Walsh. That's why I wore my first Super Bowl ring around to honor him because this game features two teams that he's instrumental yeah good in, point and having right. a, an effect on right and so i think that's something that i thought is really important oh i hadn't thought about that angle yeah i thought about that. that's a really smart idea and you know the nfl does such a good job and, and what are they now they're more than just football right they're the they're the this they're vegas this week you I know mean, we had chris russo on my show the lombardi line the other oh. day and Russo, I do his show every Friday. We, we do picks back and forth. I, I listen religiously. Do you really? Yeah. He cheats the numbers all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but he only mentions when he wins. He never mentions that I've won two out of the last three years. Right? Naturally. He'll never, he'll never do that. But anyway, so he was talking about the first year that he was at radio. They, they were at the Hyatt. Yeah. And it was just him and Mike, Francesa. Yeah. And I think it was Howard Eskin from Philadelphia. And they were just sitting in the lobby of the Hyatt. And then it's just grown from there. I mean, who would have thought? And this isn't – I mean, this is global now. Yeah. I, I do radio in Australia because I went to go do uh, – I, I was uh, – I did a consulting gig with the Essendon Bombers, which is the AFL, the Australian Rules Football League. Yeah. And they have a huge radio platform down there in Melbourne. And they're here. Yeah. And they watched the game at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning on sure. Monday morning. Yeah. At the media party last night, I walk up to Van talking to two cats. Van speaks fluent Spanish, right? And it's the Spanish announce team <laughs> in, uh, for, for Mexico. Right. Yeah, and, and Van's like, uh, yeah, every day of the every Something, day of the something year. Spanish yeah. that you yeah. didn't understand. I was, like, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. F fluent is generous. I see I saw Mauricio and Jesus right over there. Oh, there yeah, shout, shout out to uh, Mexicali NFL Network. I mean, everybody <laughs> asked me, are you shocked of big games in Vegas? And I'm like, okay, yeah. But what shocked me and floored me yesterday was we're going to Brazil. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're in going, like five minutes. I mean, it's like, like the first one. 
Like, and we're, we're going to open the season in Brazil. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is how big the game is. I mean, these ratings are going to be incredible. I mean, is, is it because, like, they're trying to expand into South America, or is it because the Eagles had such an awful second <laughs> half they got relegated to South America? You know, I live in the Philadelphia area, and, and, and probably it's because all the Wawas are going berserk. Wawas are like a, 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 a local – it's more than just local. and It's kind of spread, and it's in Florida. It's a, a 7-Eleven, right? Sure, sure, I'm sure. very familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Familiar with Wawa? You know, the Wawa crowd is very unhappy with the Eagles, so maybe that's what drove <laughs> them down there. You, you said something to start our sit-down. And, you know, we haven't talked about DraftKings. We haven't talked about some of the stuff you have going on, but we will. We're all good. The, uh, you said down, you were talking about Rick Rubin a little bit and, and his path to success and, and, you know, being a student and doing these things. Do you feel with NFL players there's now such a regimen path to success, or do you still feel that exceptional guys can come from all different yeah. approaches to the game? I think they can. I, yeah. I, think, I think it's the, you know, look, it's everything is wide open, and it just really takes a little bit of an imagination and hard work to get where you want to go. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's restricted to you've got to go to Penn State or Ohio State. Yeah. I, you know, IMG, is that the one we hear about the all the time? IMG yeah. Academy down in Bradenton, Florida. I, I think, you know, talent will rise. And sometimes talent takes a little time to develop and grow. I mean, look. You know, we all know Michael Jordan didn't make his high school basketball team as a freshman. Right. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time. So, yeah, I, I would never give up the dream. Look at the kid, the running back from Missouri this year. I, I forget his name, but he was at some obscure Division three team, and, mm -hmm. he, and, he, and he went into the portal. Can you imagine a Division three player going in the portal? And he ends up leading the Southeast Conference in rushing. Schrader. Schrader, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's one of the great stories of all time. You know, and, 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 he, and Missouri won how many games? Ten games. They put their program. Yeah. They win a bowl game. They beat Georgia in a bowl game. So, it's impressive. First one in Vegas. Do you expect some kind of unique Vegas twist from the NFL? Is it going to be something bigger, better, special? Or are we talking business as usual here for the Super Bowl? I would think business as usual. What I can't get over is is that the Chiefs are practicing at the Raiders facility. That, that <laughs> one has me floored. We had Gracie Hunt on the show yesterday. Yeah. And she – we brought that up, and I felt there was a little smirk. There was a little. Sure. I, I would think they probably think we got you. You know, what people don't understand, and I write about this in Football Done Right, the backstory, right? Everybody thinks the Raiders and the Chiefs have this on-the-field competition, right? Well, it's deeper than that. Okay? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. All right, so when Al Davis was the AFL commissioner, there was an unwritten rule in the between the AFL and the NFL that all the, all the college players were full game. Everybody could compete against them. Yeah. The pro players – were restricted to their pro teams. Right. And the only way you could leave your pro team is if your team said, we don't want them anymore. Right. Okay, well, the Giants basically violated that rule, and they signed a kicker. Can you imagine? It's a little bit like the Sopranos. They're starting a war <laughs> over a kicker. But they started the war. They signed Charlie Gogolak, Pete Gogolak as the kicker, and that started Al Davis to sign John Brody, Roman Gabriel, all these NFL stars to these future contracts. That's, it escalated the war. Meanwhile, he didn't realize at that time Clark Hunt, Lamar Hunt's, Lamar Hunt, Clark's father, and Tex Rammer in Dallas at Love Field in his car negotiating a settlement between the AFL and the NFL. Oh, uh, wild. And, and it caught Al completely off guard. And ever since that time, that anger towards Clark yeah. was always there. And it was more than just the game. Oh, what a good history. Oh, my God. I got chills. Michael Lombardi <laughs> smartening us up on – on the game and on the history of it, uh, obviously we, we do got to talk about the weekend, right? Yeah, sure. We got, yeah, we we the the game is here. It's almost all the hyperbole is over. Almost all the 
the spectacle that is the week before, which we've argued you don't even necessarily need anymore. All that's almost behind us, and we gotta, we gotta, we got to sit down, and a lot of people want to pick winners. Me and Van just want a good game. Can you convince us you're going to get a good game? get a good game, yeah. I mean, look, the Chiefs have played a style since Christmas Day uh, where they have focused on their defense, right? Mahomes hasn't thrown an interception since the Jack Jones interception on Christmas Day. They've changed who they are as a team. Pacheco averaged 14 rushes during the regular season. He's up to 21 in the postseason. They are controlling the football. They're playing methodical. They've had 19 drives over the span of seven plays or more. Right. They're not trying to make the big play. They're protecting their offensive line, and they're doing. They're playing complementary football to their defense, which lends itself to close games. As bad as that Baltimore played last week, that was a close game. It's 17-7, to seven, right. and Baltimore's got a chance to get right back in it. I mean, they do. They just messed it up. So I think we're going to see a close game. Here's where I'm not sure we can handicap the game correctly because the Niners haven't played their A game yet. Yeah. Right. They haven't even come yeah. close to playing their A game. I mean, they played a, probably the best has been a B minus. If it's, if it's the two best teams that they can be, it might be the one best game we've ever seen. It, and I would be very excited about that. I, th- I think it could be. Yeah. I think it could be because I think both coaches, Shanahan and Reed, are very good at attacking their opponent. And I think it'll be a great chess match. It'll be a great strategy. I mean, why do we all love football so much? Because it combines strategy with, with, with brutality, right? And, mm. and slow motion spirals of a football. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those three <laughs> things are the things. Mike, you're the absolute best. Where's the book? Where are you? Where is everything available? Uh, the book is wherever you buy any books. It's, I'm sure it's in Albuquerque okay. bookstores. It's online, wherever you want to go with it. And I do the Lombardi line on VSIM, which is also on the DraftKings network. I have the GM Shuffle podcast with Femi Abebefe. Uh, that comes out every Monday and Thursday. So, and on, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. I fight the Twitter idiots all the time. <laughs> NFL, so they're in their basement in Des Moines eating meatloaf and yelling at you. <laughs> I am a fan of basements and meatloaf. I can relate. Mom, the meatloaf. You know, I love it when they t- <laughs> yeah. I, I love it when they call me an idiot. You know, and it's some kids in his underwear, and he calls me an idiot. Yes. And I'm like, Yo, dude, I worked for Al Davis for ten years. Like, there's nothing you're gonna do yeah. to make me that's gonna hurt me. Yeah. yeah. Go to go to the wall wall and get another Mountain Dew exactly, loser. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amy Trask has called me an idiot. Don't yeah. you know? <laughs> Figure it out. Mike, you're the best, brother. Thanks, guys. Thank Appreciate you so much. You. Enjoy the rest of your radio row. Thank Whenever you. Whenever we get back, hey, Marie, it's just the boys. It's just the boys. Tune in on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal.